Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me okay? I can hear you, but I can't see you. Oh, for goodness sake, right? I don't know what the hell's going on with it. I've not used Zoom since the lockdown. I got really confused because it said uh, Shona wants to join the chat, and I'm like, hey? Yeah, she must have used it the last time. Yeah. Uh, how did it change this? Um, there should be somewhere at the bottom that says turn camera on, I think. See, there's an option to stop video. Weird. There's is there anything camera? Is there anything? Because it doesn't really look like you're on blackness. Is it is there something? Is there anything over your camera on the actual laptop? Uh, uh, that just shows there we go. <laughs> no, I could tell because it wasn't like black. You could tell that it was like this. Yeah. Kind of weird kind of. There you go. Not too much glare off go. my head. No spotlights on it. Exactly. Flip was doing a gig the other night with red spotlights on the stage and my head just looked like a fucking big thing. That's not what you want. No, but I'm sort of used to it by this stage. Where was that at? Pardon? Where was the gig at? Uh, Dog Dog, the spirit store. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I, I'm not okay where that is, but I'm sure it was... Yeah, it was great. I've never actually done a gig in Dundalk, like, but it was good. Love my. Th I just got a one on my laptop. It was required a restart, and I'm like, don't do it now. Always the way. I know. I haven't had this one on in ages because I never use it for like gaming or pods. This is a good laptop, and then my iffy one's beside me. So this is a right. Good okay. Who laptops? Yeah. Someone's doing well. <laughs> the new one went on PayPal credit, so I'm still paying it off. <laughs> one of those random splurges. So, how's things been? Good. I can't complain. I uh, I would I'm say glad to be. In. I would say that the last time I saw you was technically on pugs, but I think I briefly saw you to let me upstairs because they wouldn't let me up, and that was it. <clears throat> I know because I think I immediately I, I've got a really bad habit of just not going for a piss when I need one and just uh -huh. hold on until it's like you know desperate situation so yeah. i think victoria had said you were downstairs trying to get in i came down mm -hmm. got you in the door and then went straight to the toilet for mm -hmm. a 15 minute long pee but it was fine i was waiting um, downstairs because she said to me just tell the bouncer to let you in and i goes oh i'm with the guys bounce box tonight they're already upstairs can you let me up and he goes like who are you with and i'm like the guy's box and he goes like oh so is everybody and I'm like no like I am and then he just stared at me and I'm like right okay then Kesey walks in he goes on up and I'm like can I not go on with him he was like nope and then you come down and then I just walk past him and go on up yeah well they wouldn't let like, me in <clears throat> I had to do a bit of arguing and the guy was like who are you with and I was like I'm not with anyone like I invented comedy and boxing let yeah. me in you said, like, like, oh, I, if you should be like, I, I was taking to part tonight, so. Like, you know? No, well, that didn't mean anything. And then I said, oh, I'm with Dave. 
knowing that Dave runs pugs and he was like he's not here yeah. and I was like <laughs> I think I was just shrugging my shoulders going what do you want me to do and then he just let me up like so. yeah because Victoria said to me that they're going to pugs afterwards and then she says oh you need a plus one and I'm like well I don't have a plus one so then Heather said that she could be mine and I was like grand no bother and then it was like because I'm about to hotel and then came back over so he was already upstairs and I'm like I'm not going to get in here but then thankfully you came down and I got in and then I had too much Prosecco Guinness was buying baby Guinness and the night's really fuzzy so. I remember having baby Guinness I don't know where I came from but I just remember someone going and I was like I'm not doing shots like you know that was that's probably me no I think it might have been one of the other comedians but um Man, the pugs were brilliant. Like, that oh, was, was just... Like, it was such a good night, from what I can remember. I just remember waking up the next day with the worst case of fear and anxiety I've ever had, because I'm like, yeah. I don't remember leaving pugs. Like, I don't yeah, remember I leaving. Can't. I can't no, remember. I don't remember See, leaving. The weird thing, quite a lot of the guys that were boxing um, actually said that, like... They couldn't really get pissed. I think it was yeah. just like a sort of high of adrenaline and yeah. just uh, the, like the If you the take me, the, oh, I was drinking from like five o'clock, so uh-huh. so I was just kept well, going. I was drinking from whatever time my fight finished, yeah. quarter past eight or something. You were on first, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Yeah, Get the yeah. round over first, then you can go straight to the bar. Exactly. I was delighted when I saw we were fighting first. So, but when I, I, was the, I, was I the checked my phone the next day, well. when I checked my phone the next day, I thought I can't remember half the fights. And I partly I took videos of Paddy and Ronan. I took videos of um, Johnny and Shane. I don't remember watching those. <laughs> really? Yeah. I should not drink Prosecco. Um, I went on my own because Victoria was sitting upstairs in the balcony. Right, okay. So she's upstairs. And then at somehow, I remember how, somehow through halfway through the night, I met Mickey's girlfriend. Right, And then she yeah. sat with me. So I was sitting uh-huh. with her while Mickey and McCarney were boxing. Because all you can hear is her yeah. beside going like, go on, Mickey. And she's like, pure like screaming out the camera. So I somehow uh-huh. met her as well. And then, I don't know. Then I was in pugs. Yeah. Well, no, no, I absolutely love pugs because it, it was like, despite the fact that mm-hmm. like all the comedians, we all see each other all the time. You're just never a hundred percent relaxed. Yeah. You know, when, if you've got a gig, you're sort of either thinking about, you know, what you're going to be doing or how your performance has just gone. So there's yeah. always like distractions. So it was just really nice that everyone was fully relaxed and having a crack. Yeah, this is like blow out. Exactly. Yeah. I just kind of thought this is like I'm in pugs with majority of the comedians, and some of the first time I've met them, and I'm off my tits. I feel everybody yeah, yeah, was. Uh, feel exactly, was. you weren't the only one. I just did this thing, and like sometimes when they mess me, go like, "Oh, do you know what you did last night?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." Yeah. Well, funny. I can remember most of the night, which is unusual when I have a few drinks, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, as I say, it was just the adrenaline that sort of yeah. one that had been fighting. No, I am, just... I am not touching Prosecco for a good while again because that was not fun. I went into yeah. a three-day hangover. 
got to be careful with a little bit of the bubbly. Mixing it with the baby Guinness? No. Huh? Yeah. Mixing it with baby Guinness? No. no. I do remember your jeans. I want to get some. Oh, like yeah, that. made buckles ones. <laughs> yeah. Where Top, Top Shop's finest. Top Shop, nice. Top Shop, yeah. Because, yeah. I'm going to start uh, going the full butler and just wearing like outrageous outfits now, I think. Did you get like a really, like, glittery number as well? Yeah, well, I got a pair of leopard print jeans that um, were a tenor in Oxfam, and I'm just like, I'm nice. having those. Yeah. And the, the only two or three people that messaged me to say they look class on you, I highly respect their fashion opinions. So, yeah. No, I think I've seen those. They dead. do look, they, they are very snazzy. Well, I died on my fucking arse the first time I wore them, so they were nearly going in the bin, but then I wore them again on Friday night in Lisburn and uh, had a good gig, so they've redeemed themselves. So how, did the, how, did the, um, how did the Lisburn people take the letter print jeans? Uh, very well. I sort of, I meant to make a joke immediately when I got to the microphone about them, and um, but then randomly... Like they started playing, so there was walk-on music. But nobody had told me, uh-huh. and they didn't get right. They didn't get the, the timing right. So I got to the microphone, started talking, and the music started playing. <laughs> so I sort of forgot to reference them until it was about three minutes into the set, and then I was just like, "All uh-huh. of you are wrong about these trousers. They're great, and I am aware I look like the guy that used to present the Crystal Maze, but fuck you, they're cool." Top half Crystal Maze, bottom half Joe Exotic. Pardon? Top half Crystal Maze, bottom half Joe Exotic. That's it, yeah. That's the look you're going for. Um, uh-huh. Did you watch any of the Fury Paul fight the other night? No, no, totally went over my head, to be honest. I, yeah. uh, I, I know nothing about boxing, as was evident yeah. the night of the fight. But... Um, that was past my bad time. Seen, yeah, I seen nothing about it between Twitter and then I was in the advertised but I realised it was on and then I saw a few clips and it looked like the worst match. Not that I watch it, but it looked absolutely woeful. Really? Yeah. Does it seem worse than like hugging each other? Yeah, I like there's a lot of boxers and I think people in the boxing community are just like, you know, this is a farce. They're not yeah. proper boxers. And honestly, there was like an element of me. We were training in uh, West Belfast at Holy Trinity Boxing Club. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all these boys are like devoted to boxing and would give their flipping left arm. Sorry, all these boys and girls. There were some very impressive female boxers there. But um, yeah, and here's me, who's like been in the ring three times and now I'm fighting at a sold out Ulster Hall. So I I had like an element of guilt about them. Mm-hmm. But no, like the Ulster Hall night we used was ten times better than the so-called professional one that people had to pay for. Well, I can think it was just uh, a bit of fun at the end of the day. Yeah, but apparently, um, there's been a script's been leaked from the Tommy from the Fury Paul one. There's a script's got leaked that apparently it was all act out. Oh, really? Like. It says like, oh, Fury does this, then Paul does this, then this happened. Like, so it had, so it had to go that Paul got beat for right, the rematch because okay. apparently he has that had, in his claws. I wish someone had scripted my fight a bit better. 
I would I would say, but I can't remember much of the fight, so I must say they're all good. <laughs> well, that's the main thing. And then there's another thing with Paul. He apparently got you know that um Uvalka brand. Is it the big gold balls? Uvalka or like oh. AU, however you pronounce it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he must be doing some collaboration with them. So he apparently got this the big massive bottle tattooed in his arm. Then the okay. night of the fight, he got punched, and all of a sudden the tattoo's gone. And somebody says, "When you get knocked out so hard, your tattoo falls off." Well, at least that didn't happen. I've still got both my tattoos. I've got you both your tattoos. But no, I don't. I've seen a few clips, but I would never pay for the boxing or like set up to watch it. I know. Any sport that you take an interest in, you've got to pay about fucking five different subscriptions to keep on top mm -hmm. of it. The same with TV shows now as well. Like, look back, before you just sort of been like, you Netflix and Prime and they were your two main ones, then you had to get Disney because this was on. Then yeah. there's other one now, then there's other ones now on Prime. Paramount. Yeah. yeah. So my dad has that, so I sometimes steal it, but you have to keep going. Then you're thinking, oh, do I want to eat? Because I, there's things what you watch on Apple TV. But I don't know if uh -huh. I'm willing to pay another subscription service to watch it. I know that's that's right. Yeah. Like, well, in all honesty, like I'm, I don't watch that much TV because I'm out maybe a couple of nights a week gigging, uh, mm -hmm. and the rest of the time I'm just exhausted and go to bed at about ten o'clock. So I have a few I'm TV just shows. Living the was... rock and roll lifestyle nonstop. Yeah. Um. I have a few TV shows, but majority of my life is just trying to watch and keep on top of all the podcasts. How do you? Because you seem to like listen to every podcast in the country. Yeah, but I would literally I would if I was if I was sort of to like because I don't have a TV in my room anymore. I got rid of it because never used it. Um, uh, but if I'm just chilling, I'll literally just watch all oh, McCartney's on. I'll watch him, and then I'll pop Gaddis on. But I would sooner watch those than watch Netflix when they got there. Right. Have a very sad life. <laughs> so you watch them all rather than listen? Majority of them, yeah. I prefer watching them on YouTube to watching them or like Patreon rather than listening to them. Because right. sometimes you listen to it and something funny really happens. You're thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to go and watch that back now to see the actual reaction. Yeah. yeah I'd rather watch yeah. them now. See, I, uh, I sort of dip in and I was talking to another comedian about this recently. Like, it's... I, I don't really listen to any of them religiously because you end up as a comedian, you think of a bit or you think of yeah. a joke and then yeah. you're like, have I heard this somewhere? So yeah. I uh, I don't really pay like too much attention to a lot of them unless I'm yeah. full. A few other ones have said that so you'd be like listen to something and then next thing you'll write, oh, this is a good bit for a set. Then you realise, oh shit, that's their joke because they've said it on something yeah. else. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, and then it's even weird when you're talking to like some of the other comedians who have podcasts and they're telling you something. I was like, this mm -hmm. sounds familiar, and it's just because you've heard it on a podcast at some stage. Yeah, and then probably because I've got so many of them all like the same ones together, somebody could be a guest and maybe two or three, and you'll hear them uh -huh. tell the same. You may even then hear them tell the same story like three different times, but sometimes yeah, there's always yeah, yeah. a little bit that changes. Then. Yeah. It's all lies, that's why. Yeah, it's all made up. <laughs> but no, I think I've got about, God, I signed up to Yona's Patreon there, so I think I must be up to like 13 Patreons now as well. Deona's, did you say? Yeah. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got about I should do that. Going on there tomorrow morning, actually. Are you on by yourself? No, with Sean Haggerty. Nice. Yeah, so I just hope there's no domestics while in there, you know. You can just be the referee in between. That's it. Might have to be. Yeah. Um, any other crack happening with you? No, not really. I've just been flipping, planting hundreds of trees all day, every day for the last few weeks. So that's what uh, the guy. That's what the guy said as well. Because you did the landscape garden, they said that gave you the advantage of the boxing. Yeah, it was the complete opposite. It was like because I was doing about thirty thousand steps a day, and then I would uh-huh. get home and be absolutely broken. And the last thing yeah. I wanted to do was training. And uh, you know, I do a lot of like heavy lifting and stuff, but you're not getting trees punching them in the face. No, true. I just imagine um, you just picked. Imagine you just picked Sean up and just like flinged him over the ring. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, well, I wasn't fighting him for a start, so. No. But, I keep, that's but, the thing uh, I keep forgetting. I, he was fighting who? Yeah, I was fighting Cormac. Cormac, that's who, right. Very him for the ring as well. He doesn't really do any stand-up anymore, which is a shame because he is brilliant at it. Like he is very good, but uh, he's more concentrating on the the Barrack Boy page that he's been running for years. Um, yeah. And he keeps saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get a few gigs lined up," but um, I think he's too fond of like the exotic cigarettes to actually get his finger out. Yeah, um, that's what I was going on. Yeah, out of everybody, he was probably you'd seen him less posting anything about the boxing. Yeah, like you didn't see any of his training or anything. No, he's very elusive. I think he only went to like one group training session, but uh, I think he had two or three, like for someone he knows. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good crack. So since the boxing, like I've just been sitting on my arse and um, enjoying enjoying drinking again. Yeah, and it's one of those things as well. People were sort of like probably getting sick and tired of hearing the boxing, leading up to the boxing, and probably thinking, right, now stop talking about the boxing. So after this episode, I'll not talk about it anymore. Yeah, me neither. Mm. If it was to happen again, would you take part again? Oh, I definitely. Without a doubt, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, and um, it was just really good, like spending time with like the other guys and uh, being in a different sort of frame of mind. And um, it's weird getting because we played a football, a couple of football games last year, and mm. again that was it was even weird to see the other comedians outside of a pub or a theater. I'd seen yeah. them in the light of day, like, you know, I remember Paddy McDonald turning around who did Mickey and just going, fuck, I've never realised how grey you are. Um, to which Mickey replied, I've never realised what a fat cunt you are. You never tell Mickey how grey he's going. Never tell him that. No, no I never say that to anyone. No. <laughs> he said to me, my missus thinks I'd be going <laughs> And like, well, fruit <laughs> No, I think I've seen a couple of like the football ones, but did you just do were they charity ones you were doing as well? 
Uh, I think the, the first game, I think, was raising money for a charity. Um, we got beat like 11 or 12-1. It was ridiculous. Um, Shane Todd scored a wonder goal. Um, mm-hmm. But And then, so the next time to sort of even things up, we played uh, Williams' cerebral palsy team. Um, so, <laughs> the, uh, despite the fact they all had cerebral palsy, I think we still only won by one goal in like the last minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, you know, next time maybe you might win one, you know? You never know. But yeah, yeah there's, there's, like now there's comedians, you know, there, there's talk about a, a comedian's stars in their eyes evening. Yeah, so. I've heard this because I did ask Dave, um, he did a, just asked him in his podcast saying if, um, what would be his song choice? And then he was like, I'm not going to tell you, it'll be a surprise on the night. Yeah, I'd be the same. So I've got one in mind if I get called up yeah. for it. Like, so um, just have to see near the time. Yeah. That'd be a good night as well. Yeah. Oh, I. Do you think if the boxing goes, if they do another night of the boxing, will they choose a bigger venue or will they still keep it Ulster Hall? No. Well, I think I think the demand would be there to do the SSE. So that's what all the chat is. Yeah. But the only thing is... If you do the SSE, because it's such a big venue, you would need to have screens like above the ring mm-hmm. on each side. And I think they're about 10 yeah. grand each just to hire them. So yeah. there would be a lot more in terms of cost. So um, yeah. they might keep it at the Ulster Hall for that reason if it happens again. But um, I know the Ulster like, Hall smaller, but it was such a good vibe being in that smaller room. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I was like ringside, so I was right across from it as well. I, and I, I you were sitting behind Dan, weren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I've seen you in the on the, the pay per view. Yeah, because once yeah. Kate messaged me going saying like, "Oh, I've been watching at home, and you keep popping up on the screen," and I'm like, "Oh God, no, no." Um, see, it's funny, like because I mean. The stream was absolutely brilliant. Like, you know, it was so slick and professional looking. But, I mean, it just didn't capture how good the atmosphere was. And, no. like, see when, when Karen Bartlett sang at the oh, start. Oh, that was such like, a good, that was literally, like, because he walked Cormac, out, yeah, when he walked out, nobody knew he was about to burst into song. And whenever he started, you could just feel like the whole, like, it's so, like everybody in the whole room just like goosebumps and like, oh my God, this is setting up the night and it just set the I whole know. buzz. And then after that, everybody was just like absolutely rare to go. Clapping along and everything. Mm-hmm. That was so, so good. Yeah, but no, good that's night. it. No more boxing chat because people were thinking, nah, we've literally heard enough about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next on the chat agenda then, Naomi? Um. Well, I had a question from Pete Giffen and... I feel like he's asked me this before and I can't remember if it was to Kieran or Sean and he goes he wants to know what your opinion on the best video game of all time is and it's Super Mario 64 I'd say it probably is Super Mario well no the original Super Mario was pretty good I've never really been a big gamer but yeah yeah, my kids got a Nintendo Switch a few years ago and I was just like where do you see daddy at Mario Kart (laughs) and Still got it, have to say. 
I did buy a Switch during lockdown and then it was kind of like, oh, well, I'm at home and bored. And I think I played it a few times and now it's just lying in a drawer. Oh, really? Yeah. I do, need to, I do need to get back into it again, but I got like Super Mario because I used to like, I just got normal like Super Mario and I thought I used to be so good at this. And then yeah. trying to do past basic levels and I'm dying. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Is this old age? Oh, well, that's it. Um, we've got like, you can get a thing called Mario Kart Home Circuit that comes with like, this little remote controlled car. That yeah. drives around your house filming everything. <laughs> so that's good crack, especially when the cat attacks the fucking car halfway through. No, that's true. But no, Pete, I, I'm assuming this must be Pete's favourite game because this is about the third time he's asked me this question. He must oh, be really? the big master of Super Mario. I'm more, um, I was always PlayStation. Right. Game yeah. of games and no, then was... the Xbox. Okay, yeah, they were a bit. See, they weren't even invented until I was like probably sort of in my late teens, and by that stage, I'd sort of found other ventures that were more exciting than video games. No, no, I'm so I've got a PlayStation Five, so I'm still properly like if I've got a night off and chill, that's my night. Me and the PlayStation. Good stuff. Living a wild life. Oh my. <laughs> and then someone else wants to know so there's a zombie apocalypse happening and they want to know what our survival plan and strategy is and apparently we're not allowed to just die uh, I would just grab all my power tools from the shed I've got like a pole saw which means that anyone that comes within like two feet of me is getting their head taken off by a chainsaw that's, yeah that's good I, think I you feel can, like if it you can extend it though by two or three meters so yeah i'll be keeping that until i run out of fuel and then yeah then i'm fucked yeah i don't really have much of a plan um i also don't have anything that'd be a good weapon but i literally live beside or across from my high school so no i would say like i'd probably try and over t- overrun or take over my high school and that'll be my area and surround all like make it all like high walls protect it all and then that'll be me i'll be like you're like in the walking dead you've got these people that are the leaders that'll be me and i'll let right. you in if you're allowed in you bring your portals and you can come in <laughs> happy days i yeah. uh yeah I'm trying to think what else i've got that, that could be i'll tell you what would be good a fucking weighted skipping rope because you see if you swing that and the handles uh-huh. connect with someone it's lights out i mean if i try to swing a weight at um skipping up a knife long i'd probably go with it <laughs> oh really imagine but no, I feel like zombies you need to have like a good base to like be secure in yeah I don't know where I would go from I'll have to give that more thought yeah and sometimes when like on these questions I should probably read them before I read them out and then I could actually think of something well I don't um, think I could so- take the element of surprise out of it you know yeah, I don't think I'd survive a zombie apocalypse. I think I'd be uh, a few years and that'd be me. I think it would just be like Shaun of the Dead. You just go to the pub, board everything up and get stupid. Wait, wait for it to blow over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rocky has almost got beer and... Ge- I don't think beer and gin were fine. Yeah, 
I keep meaning to uh, watch Shaun of the Dead when my son is 12 now, like, and um, you know, he's watched so many classics like Ghostbusters and all, but now he's starting to like ask for like, film recommendations. And we watched uh, Napoleon Dynamite recently, mm-hmm. and he was just like, What is this about? and I was like, Nothing really, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely loved it. It sort of made uh-huh. me see it in like a whole new light. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead a bit good one to start with. Yeah, I'm trying to think any of other ones. I, I, Has I, he... want, uh, I want to watch Twins with them, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito one. Yeah, that's a good one. What else is there? Yeah. Um, has he started a next Star Wars or you like into Star Wars? No, not not particularly. No. Um, although he has, he's seen some of them. We went to the cinema to see one of the more recent ones, mm-hmm. but but didn't really get into it. But then I'm terrible for watching movies. Like see oh, every same. car journey, I, every car journey I do with Jordan Robinson, he's like, uh, you know, such and such a movie, and I'm like, no. And he's like, you've never seen it. And I was like, no, I've seen about three no. movies. Because I said to ones and then I'm like, I've never saw Godfather. I've never saw Scarface. I've not seen all these movies that are part classics. And I'm like, I'll probably yeah. never watch them because I have never intention of watching them now. I don't care yeah. if it's a classic. See, the only thing is I watched a lot of movies in the sort of late 90s and early 2000s. So I was completely stoned. So I have mm-hmm. seen a lot of movies. Yeah. But don't Just remember don't remember anything. No. Yeah. My more like uh, movies would be I like a good like sci-fi horror. So like I've seen all Star Wars, all Matrix, that kind of it's more my vibe. All Marvel movies, they're more my my vibe. See, I've like all the Matrix movies I watched, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. It's been so like to be fair, it's been ages since I've watched them, but I did enjoy them. And then all like the Alien Predator ones as well. Yeah, well, funny, actually, my uh, my partner, Shona, she watched those with our son recently, and I don't think, well, I think Alien she was really into, but not necessarily the Predator ones, but she also re-watched The Matrix with them and said it's actually dated, like, really badly, and yeah. this looks a bit shit. And That's why I went for, like, watching these, like, older classics, because I'm going to be like, but it's so old now, I know I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't think I would anyway. They won't be my cup of tea, but yeah, you know. Well, The Godfather is brilliant, but um, not that I read many books, but I have watched the book, or read the book before watching the film. <laughs> uh-huh. And then it was just like, yeah, they sort of miss out key things that yeah. you know, made the book. Better. Oh, there's, because um, I've watched, the guy read most of the Dan Brown books. Mm-hmm. And the Da Vinci Code movie wasn't bad compared to the book it wasn't the best yeah. but then they did angels and demons yeah and they left out the first five to six chapters of the book which sort of sets up the whole story I, and i'm I like know. but nobody knows this has happened so how did they gain access to this facility because this part of the five chapters needs to happen yeah because so i'd read the uh, book i was like no i've seen seen the Da Vinci Code and have read the Da Vinci Code and then I've read like Angels and Demons all but it was like 20 years ago so I can't remember yeah. anything about it but yeah I, that movie was I thought like it 
I think it got a lot of bad press, but I thought it was all right. Like, I think because only because obviously because I read the book, I'm going with that there. But I think if I hadn't read the book, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, that was to, a good movie. It just annoyed that. I went to that Rosalind Chapel where they finish up in the Da Vinci Code. It's just outside mm-hmm. Edinburgh. Yeah, and like it is, it's mad. Like everything in the building is just all these wee carved secret symbols and all. So, oh really? Um, nobody's really sure what some of them mean. Interesting. That'd be quite good to do. Like, see all the areas that they went to in the book and actually visit in real life and see if you can find the wee like sneaky bits that are maybe mentioned. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. So, although um, you would rack up a few airmails doing it. Oh, definitely. I need to run the lottery and then just quit your job and just go travelling, doing awesome else. Be nice. That'll be the dream. Yeah. That'll be the dream. Um, have you? Well, I suppose you haven't really watched. I suppose you haven't watched any of The Last of Us. No, again, um, my missus has been watching it with my son, I think. But uh, is that the zombie one? It is a zombie one, but the zombies in it are like, they're not like your standard zombies. You'd have got like in The Walking Dead. Yeah. So they're like, no, a, it's I, like a fungal. Yeah. I think but, about halfway through the first episode and was like, nah. Because I also, like I, I played the game. And it's probably one of the best video game to TV show adaptions that's there ever been. Because in like the first episode, the whole intro bit leading up to before like the credit bit is like word for word and play by play to the game. So I felt like I was like playing the game again while I was watching it. So I've been really enjoying it so far because they tried to make the Assassin's Creed into a movie and it was god awful. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that tends to be the the way with video game adaptations. I wasn't even they ch- they kind of changed the storyline and like in the video game that like, you have this thing called the Animus, which the people go into and it sends them back to the yoldy times where the people were at. So they play two different characters. They play the same character. Does that makes sense. Right. Right. But in the show, the Animus is a completely different object to what it is in the game it's just a random thing and like that they stand in and it spins around and then yeah. you have this thing called the apple of eden which the assassins were trying to get from the templars and that's never mentioned in the movie at all yet that's what they're after and i'm like nobody knows what this is yeah it's kind of core part of the story mm-hmm. but i think it gets game because i played the game i'm being that big old nerd of like nope that's not how it goes yeah. Is the connection really jumpy at your end? Hmm? Is the connection really bad at your end? It's not too bad. You sort of keep stopping and starting on the game, but it's not too bad. Yeah. Is mine, is mine doing that too? Just every so often it goes very ropey. Yeah. Sometimes it years will jump a wee bit, but it's not like the sound stays on, but the video goes a bit funny sometimes, but that's not too bad. Yeah. Good old signal. I think you've completely frozen now, right enough. Oh, you're back. But I've yeah, not seen anything over the past couple of months. But I, I, either the four G signal or Wi Fi signal in general is absolute shit. Yeah, ours in is general. very European, I suppose. But no, the sound's still okay, so it's not too bad. Good stuff. 
Whereabouts are you? Are you in Ballymoney? Yeah. Yeah. So are you opposite Ballymoney High School? Yeah. And that was my that was my high school, yeah. So that's where I'm gonna go for zombie apocalypse. <laughs> one of my um friends was a teacher there. She would have been Miss oh. Telford, probably science or biology or something. I um how long ago was she, how long ago was she there? She probably left there like six or seven years ago. Um, oh, no, she wouldn't have been. Well, I left high school two thousand and six. Okay, I now by that stage she probably wasn't even a teacher. But um, yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones I would love to see, which is like because she's hilarious for a start, but she. Mm -hmm. Like I can imagine, she can be quite scary. Um, yeah, I would just love to see her lose her shit with like a classroom full of kids. Uh huh. Oh, like whenever you're school, like there was certain class you go into and you thought you're never going to learn anything because it was either the teacher or if you ever had a sub in, you did nothing when the sub substitute teacher was in. I man, just looking back and just feel so sorry for some teachers. Just like yeah. The shit we gave them. There was a story when I was at school about like um, <clears throat> there was a music teacher who was actually really sound, um, but everyone just used to skive off music because it was just such mm -hmm. a like a nothing subject. So one time these guys, this was the year after I left, they were just bored when they skived off music, so they decided to go down to the music room and like sell a tape newspaper to the outside of the door frame and then knock uh -huh. the door so he opened the door and it was all taped up and everyone in the room just started laughing and because like he was always up for a bit of crack he's like oh should i run up and like burst through the newspaper and everyone was like yeah yeah go for it and he ran up and burst through and everyone gave him a round of applause so the next week the same guys went down and did the same thing but they got a drum kit and put it on the other side so I like took a run up, burst through the newspaper and landed on a drum kit and fucked his back. But like, I think it was pretty comical for everyone else just hearing the crash of all the drums. I know, but like, if you think there's so much crack we did back in the day and you're kind of thankful nobody could record it on their phones. Oh no. Because oh, when so I was at school, like, my phone was a Nokia 3330 when I was at school. Yeah, there, there weren't mobile phones when I was in school. No, anyway, so my, I had a brick. So yeah, I just glad that nothing had, could ever be recorded. Had pigeons. <laughs> pigeons, you know. Um, but no. Though as no, much as I, I like school, I don't know if I would go back to it. Like, it seemed like a good yeah, day, but I, I don't think I'd want to go back. Would you go back? I think it would. Like, if it yeah. back to certainly, like, whenever I was in sick fear, it was just, like, pretty good crack most of the time. Yeah. No, I would, I would kind of be like to even just, just be a point where I, I have money, but I don't have to work. That'd be great. Yeah, I think that's what everyone's striving for. Yeah. The minute, um, because I've got the OnlyFans, but it's not exactly, you know, Bringing in a lot of money, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it's but, the operative word. Yeah, yeah. But Joe, you know it helped a lot over Christmas time with buying presents. What was that? It helped a lot over Christmas time buying presents. 
Ah, good stuff. I know it's uh, it's bizarre with comedy. Like you start off doing it, and you go anywhere you can to get a gig, and it's just great mm-hmm. crack. And then people start offering you money for it, and you're like, really? Um, yeah. And it's a nice, nice wee bonus, you know? Yeah, because I know like the last time I was talking to like Pete and Sean, they were saying that they literally will drive down to Galway to do a ten minute yeah. slot, and then drive uh, back again for like just to get get yeah. stage time. And I'm like, is it worth it? Exactly. Well, it's a good night, yeah. Well, that's what I want. You, you sort of have to do that. You know, you've got to just get as much stage time as you can to, like, sort of hone your craft, if you like. Um, yeah. And just to thrash out the shit before you can get in any way good. But uh, on, those boys have probably done more gigs than I've done, like, because, like, I have two kids and a full-time job, so... I can't take off. Like they're they must be doing like at least three or four gigs every week for yeah. the last year. But so if I've got one or two, it's usually a busy enough week. Although last week I had four. Have you done much gigging down south or do you just sort of stay up here? Uh, not really. Like I've done I've done no, I've only done a handful. Like I've done a few in Dublin. And uh, yeah, I'd never done one anywhere other than Dublin until Sunday. Yeah. But uh, it's very different. I like the first time I went down to do a gig in Dublin, like walked into the bar and like you could sort of spot the comedians because they're all sitting with their notebooks and all. But mm-hmm. none of them were really chatting with each other. Whereas yeah. over here, you know, or up here, everyone's, you know, reasonably good mates yeah so they don't really sort of have that same kind of like you know click or like same kind of like camaraderie with each other down south maybe to up here it's maybe just because northern ireland is so small that like you're you're going to see each other all the time anyway like so everyone just uh gets on pretty well yeah, because we're thinking of, for me to get to Belfast, the train now takes about an hour and a half. But if I was driving, I could be in Belfast in an hour. So uh-huh. you never really have that far to really travel to go to like a gig somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Nowhere's more than like two hours max. Sort mm-hmm. of, I did Castlewell in there on Saturday. And that's probably like the furthest from Belfast you can get, pretty much. Yeah. Where's been the worst place you've ever gigged at? Uh, I don't even want to say, really. Like, so it's weird. It's like, is it my... There's there's gigs that have been, like, the worst gigs, but it's because of my performance, like. Yeah. And then there's been... But in terms of, like, the setup of the venue and everything... Uh, you can say and then they can bleep it out. <laughs> No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm actually trying to think if there's one where I've been where it's just been like, this is a total shit show, like. Um, there was one, like, the new University of Ulster campus in the centre of Belfast. Yeah. I did the very first gig that they had in there. And it was just, because it was the first comedy night they put on, they didn't have a stage or anything. Yeah. And there was no lights. So it was just like doing it in, you know, someone's kitchen almost but uh i mean it was a decent enough night and i think now they've got a stage and you know a better setup 
Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I've heard some real horror stories about like people going to bars and you know the bar owners like, "I there you go," and it's just the corner of the room that people don't even know that there's going to be a comedy show on and like there's football mm. on the TV and all. So oh, no. I've not had any really bad ones like that. Yeah, that was like, I think it was the first night. Yeah, you know, um, Filthies in Belfast? Yeah. So they were doing like a comedy club night on a Sunday. And I was mad to do that. You might, we might do the first night. Yes. Yeah. So I think I was Isham, to be Yeah, so Ishan was over from England, so I met up with him. And because he uh, came with me to see Shane in the Grand Opera House. And then yeah. he said that David asked him to come to Filthy's that Sunday. And then I just sort of tied along with him. And I was sitting at the back of the room with William, Dave. And then that's the person I, I met Pete. Uh, so we're sitting uh, on together. So me and Ishan went down like pretty early. So we went down to like the back bit. We were sort of sitting outside, just having a couple of drinks. And there's a few ones out there. There's not really many people inside. So like the comedy bit is literally in the front bar where like the front doors are. So you could, uh-huh. you could just walk in. And there wasn't many people about. And then your guy was coming around and he was like giving people like stamps and whatnot. And he was actually trying to get people who were just out for a drink. Like, oh, here's yeah. a stamp, you can go on to the comedy night. And it wasn't the busiest. And then the table in front of us, there's this one guy who just kept talking throughout the whole night. Like, he was so drunk. He got kicked out with a friend because he was going to start a fight. So he left with a friend. And then security had to go outside and deal with that. But while the guys were on stage, one of the barmen was like, obviously, people were getting drinks, but he was like throwing bottles into a bin and he was like, yeah, like, just making like normal mm-hmm. bar noise. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. No. I've had ones like that where it's just like it's almost as if the bar staff are like competing with the comedians. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, these people think they're funny, but I'm great crack. Yeah. And like they just See, talk louder and fucking yeah. throw an ice in the thing, glass. Yeah, but my thing is, right, whenever you go to a comedy show, whether that's in Lavery's or Pugs or anywhere, it should be a case of once the comedy's on, the bar's closed. And there's no yeah. serve and drink, no nothing. And then once the break happens, go get your drink. And then it's closed again when the act's run. But that's not the crack. Like, at average, you can go and get a drink whenever you want. Same in pubs. Yeah. But it's just not everyone is that savvy in the audience. So, yeah. Like, I did the Empire at the start of February. And there was a table of people sitting at the front. I don't think they'd ever been to a comedy night. And... Mm-hmm. Were steaming like, and you know, it was that thing that I was just saying. It was as if they wanted to compete with yeah. the, the chaplain looking at their phones while you're on stage. Yeah. So sometimes that happens, but like, I think the scene here is so good that you know, most people that come to the gig really want to be, be there. It's yeah, uh, uh, it's rare that would you get people that don't. Yeah, I've yet to get a night at Pugs, but I am going to get an up night at some point. I've been to Lavery's a few times now, and I've never once been in Lavery's where there's been a really bad heckler or somebody being, somebody making too much noise where they have to get. I think there was one night I was in it, and there's these two guys got kicked out a door, and I don't know why. But they were like, oh, really? I, think, I don't think they were like from here. 
But like, uh-huh. they, they had like a, I think I never heard them like an English accent. Right, and yeah. I remember during the break, I heard them chatting, oh. and they, you could tell they were really, really drunk. And then next thing, security just grabbed both of them, and then you know the other side doors you come in, just yeah. flung them out that just flung them out that door. But they done right. it so they done they done it so stealthily and actually so quietly that you could just tell it was going on. There was a kerfuffle, but there was no actual noise. Aye. It doesn't happen too often at comedy nights, like, because most people are there to have a good time. And then, like, you know, if someone is being an arsehole, it's usually just because they're drunk and they're just chatting. Yeah. You know, if the bouncer needs to go over and speak to them nine times out of ten, they'll just apologise and keep quiet. But yeah. you do, unfortunately, get ones that uh, don't adhere to that policy. Yeah, I was, back in January, I went to see... Brennan Reese at the limelight and mm-hmm. he was in the little room and I was the guy just not by myself and you know where like the seats kind of go this way and then there's these side seats here yeah so like I was sitting in these ones sort of like opposite the stage this way but I was only one there then this group of like eight or ten came in but they had to take like two rows so I was sitting uh-huh. here one guy came and sat beside me they then asked me could I swap with him so he could sit with them and I'm like sure whatever that was grand. One of them tried to talk to me before the show started, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, grand, whatever. And then whenever Brennan went on to do his actual main set, the two guys kept talking to each other and trying to, like, belly big balls and being all like, and then yeah. when Brennan caught them out, they all went a bit like, no, I never heard of you. Like, you know, like, trying to be like, no, you're right. But he kept, like, saying to Then they talked again, and then security came over twice, and he more or less said, if you do it again, you're going to get kicked out. Security uh-huh. came up for like the third time and the girls were just like, no, what, this is school. They grabbed their coats and all their stuff and they walked out and the guys finally got with security. Two minutes passed, security comes back in and points to me and goes, are you with them? And I'm like, no, I'm here by myself. <laughs> so I'm going to get kicked out as well because of them. Yeah, it, uh, it happens. I think with, with, with bigger names as well, you get people that don't go to like small local comedy nights. So mm. we'll go and see, like, you know, Peter Kay or Kevin Bridges or something. And they don't give a shit about the support act. Like, they'll just sit there chatting and, um, yeah, it's annoying when that happens. But, yeah, thankfully, I don't know, as I say, the vast majority of people that, that come to any comedy night here are usually pretty good. Yeah. There's been, um, you done, have you done Kiwis on Port Rush? Yeah. You um, have, you've done it, yeah. I did the, um, first, the first one when it reopened, like in 2021, I emceed it and then I, uh, I did it about October, November, I think it was there. October, November. I think you were there. Were you there with Johnny Bill? I was there with Johnny. Yeah, like that would yeah. have been like 2021 when it first reopened. Yeah. I think the night I think the night you were there, I think I wanted to go, but I think I was in Belfast for a wedding. So I think yeah. I missed the night you were there. But I don't even remember and, who it was when I was on in in October, November, there was Karen Franco, me, Patty McGaggy, Gary, and can't remember who else, but yeah, that night there was a few people that just there was one table in particular that just looked thoroughly unimpressed with everyone. Yeah, um, there's like most nights have been great. I saw there's been nights have been there, and it's been like fire the whole way through. There's been nobody, everybody in the crowd's been great, but uh-huh. sometimes girl go on stage and like, oh, 
who's who's its first time here as the whole room cheers you're like oh no yeah you feel it's maybe a bit of a ropey night but Aye. it was the Dece- it was the one they had in December it was it like the Christmas one and it was with say McCartney um Justin was there and it was I think because there's two Christmas parties on at it and that was majority of the crowd was these Christmas parties you just kind of thought no because they had been drinking since oh, five no. o'clock or later <laughs> and the amount of times like at one point Gary just had to say either you're quiet or you leave like you had yeah. to, it was like the whole night McCartney did about a 10-15 minute set and then after it, he just went home <laughs> and the thing yeah, was none well, of them none of them were bad but it was trying to like fight with the audience I know and then you I like was a stag, yeah a stag party or a staff night out or something yeah. like that that's when you always get people just because they're there to catch up with each other. Yeah. And they're not there to listen to someone else. Yeah. I feel like if it's a staff night out or whatever, you don't book a comedy show because not every there is going to be a fan of the person on stage or wants to go see comedy. And they think they can just sit and have a drink and just talk with each other. Yeah. Like I uh I've done a few corporate gigs. So just to let you know, Naomi, I'm gonna have to go in about 10 minutes. That's fine, yeah. There's no worries. But, uh, yeah, like, I've done a few corporate ones, and the last one I did was actually brilliant. It was in the American bar in Belfast, and there was only about 30 or 40 people in the room. Um, but they were all, like, they all bought into the comedy, and they yeah. were a brilliant audience. But me and uh, Teresa Livingstone did one last Christmas, in, or the Christmas before last, in the Europa and it was just a disaster like yeah. we arrived and you could see as soon as we got there it was evident that everyone was steaming like there, mm-hmm. there was free drink involved and all and uh, we were told we would be going on at about <clears throat> eight o'clock and I think it was like after nine before we we were eventually brought on stage and it was just horrific no and you sort of think you go on stage and you're thinking like I'm going to do it in 10 minutes, it's fine. We'll just get it over and done with. Yeah. Well, it was well uh, paid. So, well. Um, but then the thing is, you, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. When, when stuff goes wrong at gigs, you just, uh, yeah. you learn more from those ones than yeah, the ones. I think, where, I think uh, Kiwis think, I think because it was two Christmas parties and I think Kiwis holds like about 150. And I uh-huh. think maybe like 80 people was staff parties. Right. And then at the end of the night, some two guys at the back got like chucked out as well. So it was just one of those nights. Yeah, there's uh, there's a few of them about. Thank, thankfully, there's a few and far between them. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do when you're not listening to pod or watching podcasts and going to comedy nights and playing uh, PlayStation Five? Yeah, uh, work in retail or go to the gym. So that's basically what I do. It's very exciting. Good stuff. Do you work for New Look or something? Yeah. Aye. Been there Aye. about, been there just over 15 years. Oh, really? Flip, that's a long yeah. time. That was like my first job and then I've never left. Yeah. Can't give up that's the dust can, that's a problem. Yeah. But no, I've been there 15, been doing, been supervisor for eight years. So I'm in charge of all the minions under me. Very good. 
Do you always on landscape the landscape garden? Yeah. No, flip. I I used to be an estate agent, and then oh. um, before that, like I worked in the records department at the city hospital in Belfast. I've had loads of different jobs. Yeah. But uh, it was just about ten years ago. It was like I cannot put up with the general public anymore. Um, no. And yeah, that's the great thing about landscaping is you can just sort of put the head down and get all my stuff, and no one's interrupting yeah. you or bothering you. And it can be shit when it's cold and wet, but um, usually you don't even notice because you know if you're listening to the radio or listening to you know tunes or podcasts or whatever, you just go into your own wee world and forget about the fact that you're soaking wet. There are sometimes like the general public can sort of like question, just question what you what you do with your life. Yeah, man. Honestly, <laughs> like I was talking about Andrew Ryan had a bit um, recently because during the pandemic, whenever the, the gigs dried up, he had to get a job in B&Q and he's, just, he's got a brilliant bit about, you know, uh -huh. just people coming up to him when he's wearing like, you know, the, the bright orange B&Q shirt on the flipping and the good old fashioned, do you work here? And like, do you yeah. work here? And he's like, what the fuck does it look like? But yeah. like uh, I, I just like I know I wear like normal clothes, but nine times out of ten, I have this lanyard around my neck that's got keys hanging on it. And they'll uh, be like, do you work here? And I'm like, no, I wear these for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, family notices. Uh, it's just, it's just driving. Like, even you see when someone would phone up and wanted to view a house, and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I really want to go and see like 52 Mill Road. And they're like, right, no bother. When would suit you to go and look at it? And they'll mm -hmm. say, oh, just anytime. And we're like, right, okay. Like, what about tomorrow afternoon at three? And they're like, no, no, I can't, I can't do Wednesdays. And they're like, okay, what about Thursday afternoon at three? And they're like, no, afternoons aren't good. And you're like, you fucking told me 10 seconds ago that anytime. anytime. Yeah. And all of a sudden it has to be fucking Tuesday morning. Um, so yeah, I just, I got too long in the tooth for it. Like, yeah, no, like there's, there's things that have happened in my work and that I've witnessed and had to deal with that people would not believe me if I told them. Yeah. But Tell people just one. think, oh, huh? Tell me one example. Well, I've, I have said this one before, but there was, this was like years and years and years ago where we had a man poo in the shop. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I have, all these, I have all these stories, but all the customers have got nicknames, so nobody knows who they are, so he gets called Poo Man. So what happened? Like, did you just stand around and take a shit in the corner? Or, like, was he in the change rooms? Or No, no. So, at my work, we have, like, two entrances. So, like, one side is a food court and you can walk through to the other side that can take you out the front again. Okay. So, I, none of us saw what happened. This was, like, oh, I think it must be maybe about, maybe nine, ten years ago. Like, it's been a while. And I remember just being in the back tidying. And this woman came up to me and she looked really like stern. I thought, oh no. And like this is my first job. I was still newish. I thought, what do I do? Just goes around and says to me, goes, Do you know there's a poo at the front of your shop? And I'm like, Fucking what? hell. Because then I thought as, she, as somebody said to her, Oh, like she's new, she's not had to do with stuff, this'll be fun to go say to her, thinking it's being uh, a prank, but no. She left. I walked to the front, and before I could see it, I could smell it. And literally at the other entrance near the middle beeper thing, there's just uh, a massive shit on the floor. I like, so, was there CCTV footage or anything? Mm -hmm. 
So we had to get one of the cleaners to come and skip it up and get it cleaned up. And then when they looked back in the CCTV, it was some man who walked through the other other end of the door, walked through, apparently did it in his trousers, wiggled it out his leg, out of his trousers and just left it lying. Oh, well, at least he didn't drop and his I was like, They commented and decency to shake it out the trouser leg. And I thought, like, he can't have had anything under, any underwear on or else it was very loose boxers to just slide out. Let me. That, that actually, anything I have experienced with the general public hails into insignificance when I hear that, in all honesty. And I mean, I've had to deal with more disgusting stuff than that. So. Yeah. I uh, I don't think I want to know the details of that. No. Let's just say there's been certain things I've had to pick off floors and fitting rooms and behind other clothes that shouldn't be there. All right. I'll uh, let my imagination finish that one off. And um, there's also been many times where I've had to get a carrier bag, turn it inside out, and pick up items like a dog shit so I don't have to touch them myself. Like in the shop? Like, yeah, people have literally left their worn underwear on the fitting room floor and, and took up, stole a pair of ours. And we've had shit covered underwear, we've had pee covered, like underwear and clothes soaked in pee. They've came in. And put fresh under one, took a pair of our jeans and left their soiled items on our fitting floor. I would never thought of doing that next time I shit myself. I'm just going to pop in a new look. If I ever see a pair of leather print jeans, I know it's you. Uh, there you go. Or those stapled, the fancy yeah. stapled ones. <laughs> um, do you need to run? I do, yeah. So I've yeah. got to go and collect my daughter from guides. So That's okay, no worries. But it was, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Is there, is there anything you want, you need cut out or you're good? No, but if I could just plug, I've got my show in the Sunflower on the 20, Friday the 24th of March. So that's quite scary. It's just over three weeks away. I've not even written most of it. So <laughs> that's in the Sunflower Bar and all the proceeds are going to Bumbogo and I that support um, refugee and asylum seeker families locally. So come along it'll be fun even though i haven't written it um whenever i put this on spotify and stuff i'll add the the ticket link in the bio and then people can click superb on it. yeah we got tickets.com no worries i'll put that on it and i'll put it on the stories too happy days no worries but i will let you run on and i will hopefully see at some point soon at a gig yes i'm sure we will yeah well i'll let you go and i'll chat to you all right. Cheers, Naomi. Bye.